hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. I wasn't I wasn't sure because your hair is different. I, it's still me. <laughs> it looks nice. Thank you, John. My name is John. His That's name correct. Is John. And my hair. My name is New Caitlin. <laughs> So I dyed my hair and my life changed. Caitlin with a Y. Caitlin, imagine. <laughs> that would be annoying for but me. But where's the Y? It's what everybody in a work email calls me anyway. Oh, Despite no. Despite my name being. Do you in more my often email. get the Y or do you get like C? You'd be surprised. Like sometimes people who typed my name in an email will then type it like in the, like, thanks, Caitlin with a, like a Q. Mm hmm. Oh. Not, yeah, I'm not complaining. Caitlin. Caitlin. <laughs> Surely they have a sister. That's actually the hero that. from my new sci-fi novel. Wait, uh, yeah, that's cool. Is it based on me? Yes. Oh, so cool. I love that. She's she lives on the moon and has a podcast and gets really nervous when people give her one star reviews. I get nervous about many things. <laughs> Two star reviews included. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, hello everybody. Y'all. This episode is bonkers. And I know we say that all the time, but literally, what? Like. I don't even know, like, everything about this episode is weird. To the, Not just the writing, but I'm talking, like, everything. staging. Direct, I can see Weird the strings editing. through the entire thing. I, like, it's, it, it's, it, nothing, none of it came from, like, I don't, it's weird, man. It's a weird episode. There's one, the thing. I felt like that, I was going crazy while watching it. The thing that I thought was really strange, I know that this is a very simple thing, but right after Frank's mercenary friend yes. attacks him, yes. Archie just turns to him and goes, I forgot my phone. <laughs> and then the episode goes, Riverdale. Did you also notice that? That was... Yes, that was the first time this episode had me rolling laughing. It was not the last. Like, instead of cutting out on, like, them looking at each other and being like, what the fuck? Right, right. I forgot my phone. That's what I mean with the strings. (laughs) Like, they had to take the time to let you know why Archie came back home. Oh, but you know somebody, like, somebody, some executive or something was like, but why is he there? (laughs) So, and they're like, you know what, guys? It's we could we could fight about the note, or we could just take the note. So they just, just took the note. there are other battles to fight here. Yeah. Oh my god. We, they, lost they, we had to we had to really put a lot of work in to get the tickling subplot back for a second episode. Well, at least we gave Tony a really worthwhile speed. Guys, I fucking love Riverdale, but I love it mostly because of episodes like this, honestly, because what happened? Like Here we are in the middle of the season and we got to the weird episode. There's always yeah, one. I thought it was last episode, so I'm happy that it continued. We've been on a roll, can yeah, I just say. Jesus Christ. So, Caitlin, what is the title of this episode? Men of Honor. And Cuba Gooding Jr. was in that movie, according to Wikipedia. And that's what I remember. Hey, what chapter is it? 69. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, 2000 American drama film starring Robert De Niro and Cuba Gooding Jr. The film is directed by George Tillman Jr. It is inspired by the true story of Master Chief Petty Officer Carl Brashear, the first African-American master diver in the United States Navy. 
Now, friends, I want you to know that you could, too, look this up on Wikipedia and read the first paragraph, but I like being the person to deliver the information. You know what's fun is that when I... I, I, I always ex- hope you do more. <laughs> oh, And you right. never do. No. no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Today... But you're still going to do it every time. Every time. Every time. Sometimes if I like the movie, I just get excited and I ramble. Would you rather... Honestly, that, the dream is, is when you actually know what the plot is and can mm-hmm. talk about it instead of reading the first paragraph of Wikipedia. Okay, so here's the thing. There's so much to this plot, even on Wikipedia. It's like one of those movies, like, to all the good men, (laughs) a few good men. I think this is a movie my dad has probably really enjoyed. Uh Uh-huh. You guys don't know It doesn't sound like it has jack all to do with this episode of Riverdale, though. No, they talked a lot about men of honor. There are men in army, yes. men... Right, right. Yes, the characters in Riverdale keep mentioning men of honor. their favorite movie, Men of Honor. Right. Uh, <laughs> so that's relevant. It's Love, Simon, and then also Men of Honor. Right. There's two movies in Riverdale. Yeah, the same, the same films. So, oh my gosh. Who wrote uh-huh. this episode? You're going to love this. This episode is written by Ariana Jackson. It is her first episode of Riverdale. Uh, she is also written for Lethal Weapon, the TV series, and Unreal. Cool, I love Unreal. This is what that episode... This episode was Unreal. This episode was Unreal. It was episode was directed by Catriona McKenzie. That's a great name. It is her first episode of Riverdale. Uh, she is also directed on Bluff City Law, How to Get Away with Murder, Nowhere Boys, and Shadowhunters, among many others. It's amazing that this She's is She's Australian. Their, that's cool. That makes Catriona. Catri- no, nah, I, I would have thought that was English or something. I... I have to say, it's amazing that these two women, this is their first episode of Riverdale, and yet it and feels it like... it shows. No, I think that this is pure, perfect Riverdale. Nah, man. This, this chaos no. is what I want. No, this episode feels like it was written by an algorithm. This episode, or, sorry, made all together by an algorithm. Like, everything is off about it. But it's like, it's almost like self-parody of Riverdale. That's why I love like it. it. That's why I love it. This episode was so bonkers. It was so fun. Where do we start? Jughead, mm-hmm. Archie, Veronica featuring Katie Keene, Tony, or Betty? Let's go with Veronica featuring Katie Keene. Okay. Because I feel like this is the plot <clears throat> that is my personal favorite because I, like, you know how I birthed uh, Shoney or Choney or however you want to say it in the universe? Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I did that for Hiram, too. You all can thank me later. <laughs> Oh, that's why you love it. Yes. So Veronica stops by her parents at the table where they live, apparently. They don't leave the table. Uh, <laughs> to tell them, hey, just want to let you know, I'm going to cross over with Katie Keene for the rest of the episode, if that's okay. Actually, I don't need your permission. Like, <laughs> I don't know why she They're like, that's crazy. Me. We're also going to be in New York City. I, that bothers Veronica, but she doesn't actually do anything about it. And it doesn't mean anything because we don't see them in New York City. That's like, true. Like once. Right. Like, why? Yeah. That's why like, even have them go to New York City if the plots never converge in New York City? Hiram has a disease that weakens him, John. <laughs> <laughs> he is very, 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 very sick. <laughs> and I'm not laughing because that's a sad thing to happen. Um, it's not that sad because I willed it into existence. <laughs> One sec. 
<laughs> so Veronica goes to Lacey's department store, which looks like the set of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah, kind of. And meets up with Katie Keene. And again, there's just something really weird about it because... Our first shot of Katie Keene is like a wide. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a wide of the entire store. I love it. And then we never get like a close on her. The entire episode is always like a two shot Not with another about person. Her, man. But it, she has a but show. Shouldn't it be? Isn't the whole point of this be like, hey guys, you want to come back tomorrow and watch this girl? No, her mom is sick. Hiram is sick. That is the, that is the parallel. <laughs> also, she and Veronica look exactly the same really I so guess it's, it's they do. very it, like that's a, that's a weird thing uh they have a dress-up montage which is you know nice because it's great yeah and camilla mendes is very pretty and they're nice outfits they're they're the best outfits i've ever seen but none of this is you know selling us on katie keen there's no someone has you know seen it talking yet. uh between between old friends in this moment uh, they're just, it's, it's just, it's just a music montage with outfits. Yeah. I was pretty into this. I, this, I, 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 I started Googling a lot of outfits during my <laughs> viewing of this. I was like, I could wear lace. Is this what, the, is this what Katie Keene is going to be? Katie Keene A lot of dress up not, montages? Not this. Katie Keene is actually very delightful. It is a truly, someone compared it to the Carrie Diaries and I find it very... Similar, I think it suffers because it has to be a Riverdale spinoff. If it could just be like this cutesy, nice show that has zero basis in reality for how anyone lives in New York. Actually, that's not true. It's not zero basis in reality. Like they do live in a small apartment that they share and they pay a lot of money for it. Like that's real. But like they go to a drag show and Josie's like, it's like she's never been to like a drag show ever or heard of one. But she comes from Riverdale. It's, well, she left just before they did Hedwig, so... I guess, yeah. But, like, I'm sure she's seen a tape of it. Like, it's her stuff No, no. Are they married? Yes. They are? Yes, that did happen. That did happen. Okay, good for them. Yeah. So, anyway, Hiram's dead. Soon? So, Katie suggests they go to a drag bar that her friend Jorge knows about. Because he's going to be in... He's in Katie Keene. Yes. And then they don't watch any drag. That's true. You have to watch Katie Keene. So in five years into the future, they can watch a drag show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. Like, it didn't have to be a drag bar, but, like, if it's going to be a drag bar, show me some drag. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like it'll be easier to get... A drag queen on Riverdale than it would be to get him on Katie Keene. No, it's because no, Riverdale. No. Riverdale is is the established thing. A drag queen? No, they have. Um, oh, you mean like a famous one? Yeah. Yeah. No, they have a lot of. I don't know about famous, but Katie Keene's a lot of drag subplots. I I know because Jorge is a, a drag queen. Ginger, a drag queen. Ginger Lopez, who apparently is an Archie Comics character. Comic connections. Doing the job. Hey. On the other show. It's been a while. Yeah. Is that why they stopped on Riverdale? Because, like, we need all these characters for Kitty Keen. Like, what, com- like, main comic connections? Or, like, let's all... Yeah, kind of, probably. Probably. There are a bunch of people on Katie Keen who are straight from the comics. Katie asks if Archie's moving to New York City with Veronica. Of course he's not. 
Come on. What no would one's you, moving. What would you do with that boy in New York City? He'd get caught up with the mob, murder a cop, be on the run within <laughs> the first month. <laughs> yeah, there's absolutely no way. Uh, but of course, Veronica says she doesn't think Riverdale would survive without him. Guess. Wink, wink. Riverdale can't survive without Archie. Like the show. Oh, the show. She's talking about the right. Katie's asking Veronica to be on Katie Keen, and Veronica's but, like, "Well, my boyfriend's not going to be on Katie Keen, and therefore I because Riverdale say. the series needs him." But uh, Katie gives basically her backstory so that you know who she is on Thursday night when you watch her show. She's dating a boy named Ko, who is also a boxer. Who like, come on. Archie and this guy are going to fight at some point, right? As someone who's seen Katie Keene, KO could not be more fucking boring. I thought Archie was like a little vanilla. Mm-hmm. Turns out KO is like the most vanilla human being I've ever seen in my life. But is he like pretty? Yes, but like I don't find people Roberto as- doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't even find him. Like Archie is attractive. KO is attractive. I don't even find K.O. interesting enough to be attractive, even though he might be, like, the most attractive. Mm. I can't quite explain that. Mm. But, like, I don't like... You did it again. mm, Yeah, but, like, just... mm, So pretty, it's boring. And you know what? Even this, like... Or the little story about K.O. is... There's there's nothing specific about it. They're just like, I remember you were nervous to hold his hand. He was nervous to hold his hand. That's his character. He has hands. Honestly, that is his character in Katie Keene. He's not an interesting person. I don't really think it's going to work out. Katie uh, also makes dresses with her mom, but her mom's really sick. Her mom is dead. She'll be dead by Thursday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sad, but yes. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> I do think that Katie Keene really delivered. I think Lucy L is a very um, capable actress. Yes, she can act. She can act. I I was actually going to ask if over the Pretty Little Liars years, did she like, was she like really, was she good? Yeah, she was good. Okay. She was good. I mean, they didn't, no, she was good. Yeah, she was really good. I guess it's just, I mean, like I, like Elizabeth Moss in The Handmaid's Tale. You can't really compare a performance on The Handmaid's Tale to a performance on Pretty Little Liars, unless it's Troy Belisario, who deserved all of the Emmys. But, um, it's, you know, it's just there's only so much material you get on a show like that, not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that it's not a worthwhile show. It's a show I tend to prefer to prestige drama. But, yeah, I think she was very capable. And then Veronica goes home, and Hermione is like, hey, knock, knock, your dad has a neuromuscular disorder. That will weaken him. That will weaken No, not his muscles. <laughs> Guarantee it's going to be But they're all he has. Uh, (laughs) The neuromuscular disorder gave me bigger muscles. (laughs) Yeah, I think he'll be fine. It's not like he's going to stop working out. If anything, I feel like he'll work out more. Also, like, Hermione's a liar, and they didn't show you any kind of, like... Here's the file. (laughs) Results of tests of any kind. She's just like, your dad's sick. And I'm like, okay. I, yeah. you know, it's funny, I never thought that they could be lying. I thought this was a present. Of course they're lying. I, I never thought, I mean, it would make sense if they were lying, I mean, because they lie, <laughs> but I never thought about if, it. I mean, actually, it's probably true, it just feels like a lie, because everything in this episode feels like a lie. Well, my favorite thing is, 
all it took was him dying to her to recognize that she loves her dad. And I just want to... I'm sorry, that is a lot. What? That is a lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> to be like, dad's dying, but... <laughs> you're going to be like, whatever. Oh, that's all it took? Oh, dad's dying. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Here's the thing. It's not... It, but he has almost died before. Right, he's been shot. He's been, like, I'm not saying that, that this is he not He was in bad. a coma that one time. Yeah, he's died almost multiple times. He also tried to kill, like, a lot of people that she yeah. loved. He's still, like, objectively a really bad person. Like, it's he has not found redemption. I keep thinking about the plot yeah, line. In, they, they're not redeeming no. him ever. <laughs> they're just being like, well, now he might die. Now do you want him to stay? <laughs> And Caitlin's like, no, kill him. Do it. Do it. I, the closer he crawls to death, the happier I get. But the thing that I think is the real problem here is that, like, okay, I keep thinking about the iZombie plotline with Blaine. Remember where he loses his memory? Yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. It was, yeah, that was, like, season three. Mm-hmm. And, like, he has to kind of redeem himself. Yeah, well. I know. Yeah. But, like, you keep, you know, yeah, it gets complicated. But I'm like, we could have done something like that. Yes. That, you know what? At the end of the day, I am fine with this plot development because it means that we're not going to get the same plots we've been getting for so long. Even though this will never really end with Veronica going, wait, you're evil. <laughs> I'm never going to be your daughter again. <laughs> and then like she'll see him next week. Anything to like break the, the monotony of... My rum. No, my rum. My rum. Hi, rum. Uh, Wait. <laughs> what? Hi, rum. <laughs> Wait. No. Jesus Christ. This whole time it's been right in front of my face that I haven't seen it. Her rum and hi, rum. Oh, my God. I hate this. I hate it. Please. Oh, like, yeah, they've never they've never changed the angle on Hiram. They've never done Hiram is broke or Hiram has no memories. I guess Hiram is dying of a neuromuscular disorder is fresh and maybe we'll change him a little bit into something more interesting than what he's been. I can't wait until Betty breaks into the hospital and confronts Veronica and Hiram be like, you said that you were sick. But you're actually not sick, and you're working with Brett at Stonewall Prep. Or, blah, 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 blah. It's not wrong. Or he'll be like, yeah, it's drugs. Uh, or, or he'll be like, I'm not sick. And then Hermione will, like, dive out the window. <laughs> Wait, I love this. This is a good twist. You what know, if not everyone can write Riverdale, but I think we could write Riverdale. I think we could definitely write this subplot. <laughs> Do you think that Hermione is uh, mommy dead and dearesting Hiram? Hey, I'll see you in the rumor mill. Yeah. I have wild thoughts about this. Honestly, what a fever dream of an episode. Also, uh, Veronica's a lodge again, which is great because we, oh my God, we did so much with Luna. Was, we made rum, John. We made, <laughs> we made rum. We made like three rums. We made mel- many rums. And that's the end of the Veronica plot. Fine. So, where are we heading? Um, the weird tickling one. Okay, Tony. He, here's my thing. I have a lot of problems Tony, with this. Tony, and Tony gets a plot that is somehow still all about Cheryl. That was not my issue with this plot. I have a lot of issues. I mean, well, 
So Tony catches uh, Kevin and Fe- uh, Kevin and Cucumber Melon passing thank, around. Thank you for being committed. <laughs> passing around some tickle money in the hallway. Uh, that's a fuck ton of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Also, like I have they some- did the tickling together, so like couldn't they have passed the money around then at home? I have so many thoughts about the tickling plot. She's like, where's all this money, and can I get in on it? And if we're heading towards a point in the show where half the school is secretly <laughs> submitting tickle videos on the internet. This is how Riverdale lifts itself out of poverty. <laughs> Every kid goes to college because they're tickling. Right, right. I think it's a great plan. I also have so many logic problems with this, and I will explain them all in depth here, but you go first. Anyway... Later at the Maple Club, Nick St. Clair, of all people, walks right in the door. And not like Nick St. Clair walks with a swagger knowing he's about to fuck with Cheryl. No, he has no idea who owns this club. He came back to Riverdale and went to a place called the Maple Club Sporting, specifically maple maple syrup-flavored rum. And it was like, I'm not going to run into that girl I know here who's from that maple syrup empire. No, this is a totally cool place to work, he, he to to set a party with his chum, sorry a bash with his chums to celebrate everyone going to Harvard. Delicious dialogue from this guy. Oh, I don't really know why we need him and Brett, but Yo, sure, someone he that actor must be a wonderful person <laughs> for them to keep bringing him back as much as they do. He used to date Ariana Grande. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, Tony Tony sells him on renting the place out for a night, and Cheryl walks in, sees him. The music swells to like this 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 noir crescendo as she freaks out, remembers everything that happened last time she met him, and runs out of the room. Was that in season two? Yes, that was a long time ago. They really like referring back to season two. They're like, remember, you guys love that. Yo, <laughs> your favorite season? No, season two. Season one was my favorite season, but I've always enjoyed this. So. <laughs> There's that. So this is a very serious plot that Riverdale mm-hmm. did, so we should definitely treat it with the lightness that this episode <laughs> gives it. Um, so, <laughs> so basically, Cheryl tells Tony about how Nick roofied her and then attempted to sexually assault her until the pussycat <laughs> saved her. Which is a horrible thing, really disturbing, that happened to Cheryl when she was at a very low point in season two. I think that episode back then treated it fairly decently. Yeah. This is this is questionable. Not I look, Nick St. Clair, like, he can be Riverdale's punching bag, like I don't care. I don't think that what they do to him I feel like it's both ridiculously stupid and also incredibly awful. At the same time. Yeah, because it's revenge porn. Yeah, it's more like... Okay, one... Okay, let's just, like... Let's just, like, lay out this tickling thing. For those who don't know or haven't listened to the last episode (laughs) of the Riverdale Register, the movie Tickled, the concept of these tickling videos is from the the documentary Tickled. In Tickled, people are basically coerced, or not even coerced, but asked to make these tickling videos saying that this is an extreme tickling competition, it's a sport. That it's like an official, like, legal sport. Mm -hmm. So they make the tickling videos. Only later is it revealed that there is no such sport. 
and that they are then blackmailed for having these videos claiming that they are, like, pornographic or something. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about the Riverdale plot that doesn't make sense... It actually is. <laughs> is that, yes, they go into it knowing that it's, like, pseudo-porn. Mm-hmm. But then you actually watch Nick St. Clair's video, and all it looks like is somebody being tickled. Yeah. Would anyone really be that weird by this? Right. It's not even like he wakes up the next day and they're like, you had sex with these two men. Which would be horribly problematic, and we definitely should not do that. But she was like, they tickled you all night long. Here's the video. And he's like, no one can see that. Yeah. So we saw it. And would you be like, this man cannot go to Harvard? (laughs) Like, I am the Harvard admissions person. How dare he go to Harvard? Like, I just, it doesn't make sense. Like, there's nothing this bad about the tickling thing. It would be embarrassing, but Tony, in her big-ass speech about it, can you just talk about the speech? Because I, she, she delivers this speech to him after he wakes up covered in feathers. Yeah, there's feathers everywhere. I don't know why there Cucumber are feathers Mel everywhere. Cucumber is shirtless. He looks great, by the way. Fantastic. Like, I don't know what he's doing. But, of course, Kevin's not allowed to take off his shirt, or else we'll all know he's going to be the most jacked person on the entire cast. Yeah. No. Uh, Yeah. He... So, Tony delivers his speech. She she demands that... uh, Or she, she tells him who she is, and, like, Cheryl. Yeah. And then intimidates him into never returning to Riverdale... Thinking of Cheryl or assaulting a woman ever again, or else they'll know what he looks like when he gets tickled a lot. <laughs> why are there feathers in the bed? Because they tickle people with feathers, I guess. But why are they all over the bed? It looks like someone stabbed a pillow. <laughs> he got maybe got like hectic or something. But you don't. I don't tickle, know. He was drugged. You don't tickle someone with like a lot of feathers. Do you know? Again, what I mean? they want like. Set decoration, performance, direction, everything is like you had sex with these two men last night. But then you but then the actual dialogue the yes. <clears throat> I mean if they did the the weird the sex thing, that would be very bad. Even if it wasn't true, but like just the idea that, cause that that's basically like, ha, we like assaulted you when you were unconscious. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to think that or whatever, I guess, because he clearly is sexually assaulted many women but like that's obviously not great but this if that's supposed to be kind of the pg equivalent it's not great either so it's like i don't really feel bad for nick st Clair, but this is like all like not a super ideal way to handle the nick st Clair situation yeah like none of it's great like from a moral perspective also it's not really great from a logic perspective either you would have to know that Nick St. Clair would also be, like, super unhappy with this video. Right. Like, if there was a whole part of season two where he was like, and everyone knows I have a silly laugh. No right. one can hear my laugh. <laughs> right. Right. Then that would be a perfect throwback. Yeah. And that would make sense. But he actually just kind of looks adorable when he laughs. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Kevin, uh, later when they're watching it in bed with Cheryl. Uh, also Kevin... kind of a strange thing, but. <laughs> hey. I'll take any plot that has Cheryl and Tony interacting with other human beings that aren't Cheryl's awful grandmother. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kevin calls Nick a first-class squealer. Don't love that. And then uh, Cheryl uh, proposes a toast to her girlfriend, who managed to complete a whole Cheryl plot without Cheryl having to get involved in any way. That must be so nice for Cheryl. Because Tony is under some kind of mind control. 
I really hope that. Oh man. Someone, I, someone help Vanessa Morgan. Yeah, uh, she had a beautiful wedding. That's nice. Yeah, she's fine, but I think she married some sport player. Sports ball. Yeah. Which sport? I honestly don't know. Wow. Hockey. I have wow. no idea. Something. <clears throat> Bless you. Well, we can jump to uh, Jughead. Let's or, do Archie. Or Jughead, Archie, or Betty. Let's do the Archie thing because I don't understand it. I need you to explain it to me. Cool. Like I'm serious. Like I don't. Well, when you it. actually when you mentioned the Punisher earlier, that's actually kind of spot on. Well, I think Roberto tweeted about the Punisher, but like it's not. Oh, there was that crossover too. The Punisher went to Riverdale once, like in the comics. It's one of my I'm one never... of the funniest things ever. But like this actor is not the Punisher. I think it's just a stunt guy. I'm gonna raise my hand and ask you what the Punisher is. Uh, the Punisher is a Marvel a Marvel anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fought in the Vietnam War. Wait, or, like this is like that show they made? Yeah, it's literally the guy from the show. Okay, so keep, uh, keep talking. Uh, yeah, his uh, his family all was all killed by crime. Uh, so uh, now he goes to war against crime, and he uses deadly force. He shoots crime. Other heroes don't like him because he kills crime, oh, and they only want to bring justice to crime. Question, though. So, is Frank crime? No, I think Frank is... This is like this is like corporate punisher is what this guy Ted is because he still works for the man. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's just hunting down the other guys from his unit. Why? For the money. Why do they want... Because they did the bad thing. What they thing? did war crime. They did war crime? So Frank is a war criminal? It seems that way. Okay, what war is this? The war. Okay, so this is the one that Kevin's mom is fighting in as well. Yes, yes, okay. Kevin's mom is still at this war. Who's president in this world? The president. Okay. <laughs> not Hiram, not the governor doing Not it. yet. <laughs> cool, okay. I'm confused. They open the plot with Frank and Archie quickly explaining that Mary won't be in this episode. <laughs> Uh, and then this guy, Ted Bishop, walks into Andrew's construction. He's like, hey, guys, I just want to come by and let you know our friend died. Because I murdered him. And just like, I let you know I murdered our friend. And Archie, Archie's like, oh, that sucks, man. Hey, you want to have dinner? So later at dinner, Ted tells a story about Frank saving his life because it wouldn't be an Archie plot without a gruff man telling a story at some point. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Frank also, like, got injured in the process of saving Ted, so he's like, oh, he's a big damn hero. Mm-hmm. And Archie's like, Ted, why don't you stay the night? And honestly, my first thought at this point was, this is a con. <laughs> like, come on. Frank has been yeah. conning Archie this whole time, and this guy's a second thing, and it'll be like, I really need, like, all of the money for college fund. <laughs> and Archie would be like, well, you're such a nice guy, and my uncle's just so great. It's like having a dad again, and, like, give him all his money. But no. No. <laughs> yeah. Archie heads off for school. Yeah. Ted walks off screen for a little bit, and then Frank gets a call from a sobbing woman who's like, he killed our other army friend. And and suddenly Ted, like, attacks him, and they brawl, and Ted is, like, choking Frank to death in the, in the kitchen, and then Archie just appears from nowhere, slamming Ted over the head with a, with a, with a, with a, with a frying pan. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Ted like runs away, but Frank throws a knife after him that embeds itself in the door frame, it's and then cool. Archie's just like, I forgot my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but like not like like so incredulous. Like he says it like, how dare you? I forgot my phone. <laughs> he says it like, I know you were really confused why I was here saving you. <laughs> I forgot my phone. <laughs> the first the first thing that you... Yeah, yeah. I know that was your first thought. <laughs> so Frank tells Archie that after the war, he worked as a paramilitary contractor. I don't a know A mercenary what for hire. What does that mean? It, I don't know. It means foreign governments or just wealthy people could hire him and his team as, like, private army guys. And that was bad because they never explained it. Well, it means that they probably killed a lot of innocent people. Okay, that's fucked. Like, they weren't working for a world government, so those kinds of actions were probably generally illegal. Right. You can't Or, like, they they must have done something bad... For someone bad. Yeah, you would think that they could have In explained. the bad place. What if they just quickly use the time that they would have used to tell us about Archie's phone to explain what they Mm-mm. did? We don't have time for that because Ted has to throw Archie through as many objects <laughs> as humanly possible later in this episode. Yeah. Now, yeah, he believes the company is tying up loose ends. What loose ends? We won't find out. Archie's like, hey... Blow the whistle. Get on top of this whole thing. And Frank won't, because it would be bad for him. To which I say, <laughs> Frank, you fucking suck. Yeah, Frank You're sucks. pathetic. I'm not really sure why he's still here. Well, he's not at the end of this plot. I'm very happy about that. And Ted won't leave the area until Fred is, Frank is dead. And he's like, we can't get anyone involved with this. And Archie's like, what about one person? <laughs> and they go to FP, who's like, he just recaps the entire plot. You're telling me there's paramilitary guys in town to kill your <laughs> uncle? Which, you know, that's funny. But you know what would be more interesting? This is fucking Fred's little brother. And FP was Fred's best friend. What is their relationship? Do these guys like each other? How do they feel about each other at all? He... You do know that Frank just popped up out of thin air, right? Yeah. And now they have to backtrack and explain it. Like yeah. Don and Buffy. Yeah. I uh, I actually really am a fan of that idea. That's funny to me. What, that her sister disappeared out of thin air? Yeah. No, like it appeared, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. like that... That's they, not what they, they did the work. Right, that's is not what I'm saying. Here. Yeah. FP is like, oh, I've been in bar fights with ultramarines. Okay. Like, these these war guys are just around. Yeah. Going from town to town. As one does. Frank says he could lure Ted out to a location, but only one where they have complete control. And Archie's like, the gym I own? And, like, FP is the sheriff. It could be literally anywhere. Also, like, Why? Like, why does it... It doesn't... I don't get it. I don't know. He's not that strong. Why does FP decide to take him in with the serpents when he has the legal authority to imprison him as the sheriff? I didn't even know the serpents were still a thing. Apparently. Yeah. Ted meets Frank at the gym. Frank's like, hey, they're gonna kill you one day, too. And Ted's like, yeah, but here's something you didn't think about. I don't care. Okay. Uh, (laughs) He's like, they don't pay me to think about that. Like, yeah, no shit. Um, 
Oh. Frank whistles, and suddenly the Southside Serpents, who have not existed for the entire season, appear in mass. And then as Frank, as FP is then arresting Ted, which is, you know, the opposite of what you wanted to be the Serpents to do. The Serpents were there to beat up guys you can't arrest. Are you sure they're not just cops? Why are they all wearing leather jackets? The cop could wear a leather jacket. Didn't they all become cops last season? I don't think that's a thing anymore. I don't know. I think the show is really hoping we don't remember that was ever a remember thing. Remember how they all went through, like, police training? Even right, though they're but, all 15. But, yeah, it was all teen. There's a, there are adults in the Serpents again. I think here's what happened. When Jughead became Serpent King and they were, like, homeless, all the adults were like, I mean, I have a job. I don't have to do this. <laughs> and so they all quit the Serpents. And then Jughead was the leader of all teens when they were living just outside his trailer. And then, you know, season three happened. And then Cheryl, you know, killed them all. Uh, and so then this year, FP becomes, uh, is like, oh, I'm going to put the jacket back on because fuck Hiram. Uh, he and he, really and he like went door to door to all those old guys like, you want to you want a gang again? And they're like, yeah, all right. If it's you, that's fine. And so the Southside Serpents exist, but now it's all adults. Remember when like every single Southside Serpent looked like Tallboy and it was impossible to differentiate between them? Ah, uh, early season two. Yes, it was great. <laughs> You're the tallest boy in here. <laughs> so Ted says Frank broke the code, and now everyone's fair game. What fucking code? What are you talking? You attacked the man in his house. After he let you stay the night, he broke the code. Get out of here. I honestly, I don't understand this plot. No, because it's, it's, it is a mess. Like, it seems if you, like... If you had told me at the mid-season premiere that this was how the Frank plot would end... I would have been like, this sounds like the greatest thing in the world, but no. We should get our friends together. We should write all the questions, and we should get our friends who, some who do watch Riverdale and some who don't watch Riverdale, mm-hmm. to do a trivia night about what actually happened on Riverdale. I would love that. That would actually be we should, fucking hilarious. We and, should, and we should record that. Well, that would be very fun, and we should do that. So, FP locks Ted in a cell. You could have just done this as sheriff. Frank leaves because he refuses to get in trouble for the army things he did. Because he's a loser. Yeah. <clears throat> Ted plays dead in the cell until a deputy finds him. He might have been in there for a very long time, honestly, lying like that. I don't get this plot. Uh, and of course it works because the, yeah, that's the move. This deputy's a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> this Archie, is a con. <laughs> this is a con. Archie get right, yeah. Archie gets a call from Frank as Ted emerges from the bathroom stall behind him. Ted escaped from jail, went straight to the high school, and then hid in a men's restroom in a stall on the off chance that at one point Archie Andrews would come in there and he could be like, bah, and attack him. Thank God it worked. <laughs> uh, he, th- he throws Archie's face into the mirror then brings him into the stall, throws him against the walls of the stall, throws him through a wall of a stall. Wall of a stall. Like, name. Throws, throws him through the sink, a porcelain sink, and then, and then he tries to break Archie's neck against a different sink. <laughs> Does a writer Archie fought a bear? Yeah. When, when Kevin Keller walks in, uh, Archie, like, pulls a pipe out and, like, stabs 
Ted with it, and there's water everywhere, and they run, and Kevin's like, this is crazy. And you're like, oh, well, at least it's over. But it's not, because then Ted chases them into the hallway, throws Archie into a glass case, like, pins him to a wall, and then nearly chokes him to death before Frank appears and knocks Ted out. This episode was expensive. Did you guys, like, owe your stunt team? Or yeah, something? Honestly, it's pretty impressive. Like, cool. The stunt team did great this episode. But what are we doing? Why Why was Kevin there at all? It was, it was useless. He just The guy was just like a reappeared and Kevin was like, ah, and then fainted off screen. Why uh, didn't Kevin use his big, big arms to pick up a He could have tickled this guy and been like, <laughs> I'm could, saving he you. He could have tickled him. It would have deactivated the situation. It would have been amazing. And be like, tickling saves lives. T- tickling uh, de-escalation. A different paramilitary tactic. And Frank's like, I felt this wasn't over. And, like, he's heroic. And I'm like, again, this would make so much sense if this was all, a, like, a con. Like... Oh, yeah. Like, if it's like, oh, now Archie trusts Frank because Frank saved his life. Even though, like, it doesn't make sense for it to be a con because why would Frank have gotten that phone call earlier or whatever? Right, a lot of this doesn't make sense. Uh, but, you like, did retroactive but, like, I, I would have been like, okay. But no, because it's real. Because the feds pick up Ted. Like, Archie gets off the call. It's like, oh, thank you, FBI, and, like, hangs up. <laughs> thank like, you, they, my, the my friends. The feds picked brother. up Ted. Also, they're looking for you. Uh, and it's like, hey, Frank, maybe turn yourself in. Frank's like, but I'll stop running. Anyway, mm. he runs away. <sighs> it's almost like he was going to do this the whole time. He, Archie finds an army medal in his room. Mm, sad. Archie. Whatever. Frank left. Who? Honestly, who cares? And then, and then FP, FP's like, so Archie, what's what's next for you? What What's your arc going to be moving forward? Huh. And Archie's like, uh, I just want to be like my dad, a simple man of honor. <laughs> <laughs> so. So did you just waste our time for three episodes with this Frank stuff? Um, it's a long season. It's a long season. We have a tickling plot now, John. We we can't. Which is be... gonna make up the like the broadest strokes of the rest. Of the, like you know, the tickling plot is directly connected to Jughead's death, and yes. we're gonna bring it back to life. We're gonna be like Jughead's dead, and be like, is he? And then they're gonna tickle him, and be like, ah, and then like, see, he's alive. Oh my god! Wait, what if? What if he died? By tickling. Oh my god, they tickled him to death? Yeah, what if that's the plot? <laughs> Betty, what did you do? I just I just tickled him. I didn't know it would be that weird. <laughs> Sorry, everyone's doing it. I honestly hope that all these people make ten grand to tickle each other. That would actually have been really funny if you know when they're when when they're when they're burning the clothes and like no one speak of this again, it's because they all tickled We're each other. Just, just, just so hard. Oh my god! <laughs> they sweat through all of those clothes. Disgusting. They had to get rid of them. Uh, even Jughead's hat. Even Jughead's hat. He comes right off and off screen. Be like, seriously, guys, the tickling too far is too much. It's uh, not our thing. It's a Kevin thing. It's a Kevin thing, and you know how much I fucking hate Kevin. <laughs> you know how much I hate associating with Kevin. So Jughead's a plot since we're talking oh, about it. Oh yeah, let's do it. So duels don't mean what duels mean. So the duel. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, duels both duels. guys get to suggest a thing, and then some other rando gets to yell in their choice, <laughs> like it's improv. And they're like, "Yes, that's the third thing." Also, this was never a duel. Is it just a simple yeah, competition this, this is, of yeah. wit? 
This is not a duel. Duels right. are about It's murder. more of like a triathlon of 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 of, of combat. This is the lamest fucking duel ever. <laughs> Brett wants to fence. Jughead wants to brawl. And I, I guess they're doing chess also. <laughs> but then also there's chess. Then they get to choose seconds for support. And I was hoping Jughead would be like, I can choose anyone. Archie Andrews. Uh, but instead no. he chooses Donna, which is a bad move because we all know Donna's not cool. <laughs> but so does Jughead. Yeah, weirdly, I'm not sure if he does. Anyway. Jughead's like, I only know two of their names, Brett and Donna. So Brett's already taken because he's Brett. Donna <laughs> is the only other name I know. Brett and Jughead, like, fence, I guess. You know, they put on the masks, and then I'm sure two other people stepped in to yes, do it. that's and the like, best thing about fencing. It shot really weirdly, too. Like, they're doing all these cool flourishes and attack moves, but that's not what fencing is, and we don't take him. the time to, like, convey fencing. Like, why are they doing epe of all the styles? That's, like, a hard style of fencing. Don, do you, like, know a lot about fencing? Beth, Beth fenced in Beth high school. Fenced? Did I know this? I feel like I did know this, but you, you did, did you fence? No, no, I just went to so like, you know fencing you, meets. Huh. There's three types: foil, uh, foil, epee, and saber. What are the? What's foil? Is that the masks? No, it, it's actually a change of um, uh, uh, vest. Mm. Foil wears a gray vest. White or uh, uh, epee wear all white, and saber wear like a gray top uh, that goes down from the sleeves. Is one more dangerous? Saber's more dangerous. Why? It's a it's a stronger sword. Can you actually get hurt fencing? Yeah, like so, I'm sure people get like bruises and stuff. But nothing like you don't get like stabbed. No, no, because they're, they're, you're wearing it's, protective gear. Also, they're like blunt. They're like a little button at the end. Okay. You're trying to uh, uh, poke them. Yeah. Uh, in in the right epe anywhere on the suit foil only the gray parts. Same with saber. That's so cool. So like. But they're just like, wah, 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 like, like yeah, swinging yeah. wide, attacking each other. And then Brett wins because he disarms Jughead. No idea. No, that's not how it works. It's like a, like the, they're, they're only allowed to go in like a, a, a straight line, trying to get past each other and like poke the other one. And then they move back to the center John, to keep going. I just feel like this can't be the Riverdale hill, hill you die on. Just saying you could try. You could try a little bit. Yeah. I think that's, you could try a little bit. It says a lot about all like of the Why? Parts. If... If you don't know how fencing works... What if it was bowling? Why make it fencing? Like, Brett could be good at anything. But fencing, that's a private school thing. And that's exactly why they did it. Because yeah. it's like, oh, James Bond fences. Like I didn't know James Bond fenced. But it could have been archery. And then that's, like, really easy to shoot. Huh? And then uh, he's... There you go. Yeah. I see what you did there. It's Normally, actually not. It's but, hard. like, you've done archery before. Show Cheryl, Cheryl could have been a second. Oh, Cheryl could have been in a different in a plot. <laughs> Cheryl had a plot. Tony was her stand-in. Right. Now for now, playing the part of Cheryl, yeah. Tony Topaz. Oh, Tony Topaz. I'm really excited for this musical episode. Anyway, then they they have a fist fight where before they brawl, Brett weirdly decides he really wants to bring up that time he put Jughead in a coffin. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna put you in a coffin. Like that time I put you in a coffin. <laughs> Uh, I love doing that. It is my favorite. But, like, you know, he feels bad. Or actually, I'm kidding. Brett's having the best day because he's getting to spend it with his best friend. Yeah, Brett's having a great time. He's like, oh, 
I bet Jughead really respects me now that I beat him in that first duel. The end uh, of this episode just proves that Brett is a chill. Honestly, devil. yeah. Uh, before Jughead, yeah, uh, he Jughead lets him get one hit in, which I'm I'm sure really warmed Brett's heart. Yeah. Like, he really respects me, you know? It's fun having friends. Uh, and then Jughead knocks him out with a single blow, which is... Wow. Hmm. Brett. I mean, being punched in the face is hard. It's also... Yeah, a, Brett's, apparently Brett's got a, got a glass jaw. Hmm. I mean, really, we all know this happens that we could get to the chess game. Yes, that was always the most fun... Cool. ...spectacle Love. <laughs> of all these things. Love chess. I've only ever been enthralled with chess on screen once. What was the time? Well, uh, Searching for Bobby Fischer. Oh, I've not seen that movie, but I know it is about chess. Yeah. So, that's all. It's solid. It's a pretty you, good chess movie. Did you, did you feel, when you watched that movie, though, that you really had to know chess well? Well, I spent the whole movie going, which one's Bobby Fischer? And my parents would be like, neither of them. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, it's... it's you know how, it, like, in Bend It Like Beckham? Yes. It's like, which one's Beckham? I also... Yes, that confused me as a child. Same basic deal. Okay, so Bobby Fischer is a better chess player? Bobby Fischer is a famous chess prodigy. But neither of them are him. The main character is not, yeah, okay. Bobby Fischer. That's funny. Okay. Uh, anyway. Every, uh, every boy at Stonewall goes around body-checking Jughead. Also, they leave a dead snake in his room. That's fucked up. Uh, and Don is like, at least you got me. To which, again, like, come no, on, you're, you're not, not cool. cool. <laughs> you're not cool. Why are you pretending to be cool if we all know you're not cool? Uh, then, before the chess match, Brett is like, I'm raising the stakes to include the Baxter Brothers contract. Which, no. Just say no. Like, mm, yeah. Like, there's, nothing- like, there's no reason you have to agree to that at all. I think these books are too much stress. <laughs> That's what it sounds like in Betty's plot. Yeah. He's not offering Jughead any reason to agree to that deal. Jughead has pride. Yeah. Uh, Jughead's got a lot of confidence. Uh, Jughead calls Brett a terrible writer, which maybe. We don't really know. I think they uh, both are bad. Jughead's like, you know, well, Jughead doesn't think so. Jughead says he's a better writer, a better competitor, and a better man than Brett is. This is why Jughead deserves to die as well. So, okay. Chess. They, they play it. Jughead plays it slowly to leave room for Betty's plot. Which we will get to. And then Brett quite suddenly gets an alarm going off in his, on his smartwatch and stands up. And again, it's another thing where it just feels, like, weird and convenient. Mm, yes. It's an odd moment, because there's nothing in Betty's plot that implies they tripped any kind of silent alarm. It's a silent alarm. You wouldn't so, know. So it just kind of happens. Yeah, it's silent. Things just kind of happen all episode. Uh, and then we go off to Betty's plot for, like, five minutes, then we come right back. Uh, and Jughead takes, like, one glance at Betty and is like, you know what? I lose. And Brett's like, what? what? Come on. Uh, no, let's keep playing games. I just want to hang out and play games with you, man. I want to come over to my house and eat pizza? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's not home. <laughs> Do you want to play Madden later or FIFA? Aww. Rocket League? Oh, come on. Poor kid. <laughs> Poor lonely kid. Oh, he's going to leave with his girlfriend. I'm not going to have any roommates anymore. <laughs> oh. I get lonely. It's so sad for Brad. I feel so bad. 
Jughead's like, you're more of a Stonewall man than I ever will be. And Brett's like, that's not the point. <laughs> I just want to hang out and compete with you. It's all I know. Uh, Jughead tells Betty he does not regret throwing the match. He doesn't have anything to prove to these guys. And then Betty's like, hey, I managed to get the Donna tape out. Like, I know neither of us were looking for that. Right, but, do you but wanna, we have it now. <laughs> do you, do, do, do you want to watch it? What if it was a Yeah, I already put it in the VHS. Boop, here we go. Uh, and Donna tells literally the exact same story she told about chipping, but with a different guy named Mr. Cotter. Like, welcome back, Cotter, like John Travolta. Uh, I don't know what that and, means. And uh, Betty's like, hey, that guy doesn't exist also. So she's lying. So this is a rehearsed speech, which means the big twist that this whole plot built towards is the revelation that Donna isn't cool. <laughs> We knew this. I did like this because I loved the idea Brett was like a total red herring the whole time. Yeah. Like if he really just is kind of an asshole, but like, you know, is fine, like isn't murdering anybody. That means that Brett turns out to actually do, actually does want to be Jughead's best friend and gets to stick around. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. If they they habilitated Brett. I mean, think about it. Like Brett was really sad that Betty killed Jughead. Yeah. He's sad that she was. Yeah, he's really broken up about it. Yeah, I'm just saying, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So all this all this mystery plotting in the future is to throw off Donna, not Brett, mm. which explains why Brett really does believe that they did it. Yeah, it makes sense. Donna sucks. This whole season's been like, oh, you're thinking Mr. Honey's evil? Nah, he's just a nice teacher. <laughs> oh, you think Brett's evil? Nah, he's just a sad boy. <laughs> I hope that. I hope it's Women. True. Women are the real villains. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget, sometimes they lie about uh, having. Right. Yeah. Women are women are liars when it comes to what they say about men. Ooh. Betty. Uh, yeah, buddy. I think that's also our only choice. It's the last option. It's a final countdown. <coughs> so Alice, I'm gonna do this one. Okay. Alice tells Betty that Honey won't believe Betty didn't cheat. She lost the blue and gold editorial job. Um, and she also is not allowed to go to prom, and Betty is really not that upset about either of these things. Yeah, Betty doesn't really care about prom. No, which is fine, because you know she's going to go to prom. Right. And that's going to be the last episode, it's going to be like... Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, or, sure, I'm sure there will be a prom episode, because you gotta. Yeah. But it won't be better than that Buffy prom episode. I mean, you can't Did you watch that one? I don't think I have. It has one of the best edits ever. Interesting. Is it one take? No, no, it's like... Buffy's confronted this boy who's, like, made demon hounds to attack prom. So mean. And she's like, why are you doing this? He's like, I have my reasons. And they quick cut to him going, will you go to prom to me? To this girl, and the girl goes, no. Oh, and they my cut God. Back. I love that. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I get it. So, uh, Alice and Betty stop by the murder board. Murder, murder board. board. Murder, murder board. board. I really hope my neighbors heard that. Uh... Where Betty's like, hey, Mom, I'm thinking Brett might have killed Mr. Chipping. That's right. We've been investigating Mr. Chipping all along. Um, but have they? Barely. No. They really got into the whole secret society thing, and then Jughead was inside the secret society, and then they were just fighting. And also, the whole time, they could have talked to Mr. Chipping's wife. Like, yeah, they really haven't been giving this case the time. Like... She worked hard for Jason Blossom, and by Mr. Chipping, she's like, yeah, I, I got finals. I don't know I this don't, man. He, I, I don't really care. Jason was my cousin, technically. J- Jughead gave up on it, so why Why should I? 
But uh, Betty catches Alice up on the plot. She's like, does he have a wife? And Betty's like, huh, I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, that would that would have also made sense considering they had an affair. And I feel like, of course, he has a right, wife. Right, that meant there was someone he was cheating on. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily, yeah. but probably. Yeah, Mrs. Chipping doesn't believe her husband, Rupert, cheated on her. He had problems drinking, gambling, uh, stealing books, book works from his students. Uh, and uh, apparently he bitched a lot about writing the Baxter Brothers books. It can't possibly be that hard. It's just so, no, it's so difficult to find students who can actually write well so you can crib their stories for monetary value. It's, you also should not be allowed to like have a book contract when you're like 16 years old. And that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Good thing Jughead's 17 years old. Right, exactly. Uh, but apparently Chipping was also almost done because he was about to put all of this on Jughead. Uh, Mrs. Chipping's like, here are some belongings of his. I, I don't know. Maybe these will drive your plot forward. <laughs> anyway, they find army pamphlets. So suddenly Moose is back in fatigues. So I he's just like been questions. around. Got Wasn't he like vanished? No, Earlier this season? He went to the army. They talked he's about He's just that. a single phone call away. Jughead really thought this guy was taken off the face of the earth. Yeah, he's very and he's, and he's like, no, there's a, like a there's like a military base like 15 minutes down the road. Anyway, uh, Moose tells Alice and Betty how Chipping recruited him from Stonewall and then also encouraged him to leave for army. <laughs> and he's also like, hey, side note, Brett videotaped me having sex with another student. I assume Donna. I know. I was like, why are they not saying Why are we it? being coy about this? Yeah. We all know it's Donna. And Betty's like, wait a second. Two people having sex in the bedroom? Mm. I do that. Yeah. And suddenly, in that bedroom. Suddenly it becomes much more important to her. Yeah. Suddenly she starts caring big time. <laughs> She's kind of selfish. <laughs> Alice and Betty uh, go to the room looking for the tape. When Brett just, like, walks in the door. Again, weirdly shot. <laughs> weirdly stagey. Like, I'm watching a stage play, and he's just, like, whips open the door like Kramer. He's like, what are you doing here? I love that, Brett. If in this world where Brett is completely innocent, it's probably like, what the fuck? He found a restraining order against her, and she's in his room. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. He's like, what are you doing here? And be like, you videotaped me. Jesus, no! <laughs> He, he's, listen, just because he speaks menacing doesn't mean he's lying when he's like, this, these tapes, they don't exist. I don't have them. <laughs> it's a good Brett. She's like, did you take me in Jughead? To which Alice says, oh my God, even though we all know she knows. Yeah, though it is a little shitty to, yeah. You don't want to see it or be threatened to be shown it at some point. Brett's like, Betty, come on. Tape you and Jughead, my best friends? I would <laughs> never do anything like that. In fact, it's a good thing I'm such a nice guy who does not have a collection of tapes that I could release at any moment. What? What's threatening about that? Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah, no, he just meant it genuinely. It's not his fault, but it yeah. comes out really super just, sinister. <laughs> you, you ever watch uh, Arrested Development? Yes, all the time. Where Tobias Fugay's like, listen to yourself at some point. <laughs> I blow hard. <laughs> Oh, so many things. So Betty is just like hanging out when she's like, what if Brett keeps the tapes in the secret squill room? How can Based on zero evidence, 100% a hunch, she decides we got to break into the school and search it. 
She also assumes there's definitely no time on this one. We definitely cannot wait for a time when Jughead is more available to go into that room and look for the tape himself. He can't know about this. Also, we need him to tell us when he'll be distracting them with a chess game. So, while the chess game is happening, Betty and Alice sneak into the basement. Alice takes watch terribly, might I add, because she does not stop them from getting caught. Uh, Betty finds a secret door and a whole mess of tapes. Hmm. VHS tapes. Where have we seen those before? She can't find Moose's, but she does find one for Donna. Uh, and then before they can get away with the Jughead one, Brett catches them. They're trespassing, breaking a restraining order, and she's mad that he's legally, illegally taping people having sex. Which he might not be. Which he's, he's not. Brett's like, no, those are squill confessions. That's like a... It's a thing. I know, Jughead, I didn't tell you about that. Well, no, he I, didn't. He, ha- he had to confess, did they, right? Did they have a camera, though? Unclear. Yeah. Uh, but Jughead confirms that those tapes do exist, or the confessions are a thing. And then they go back to chess. I thought and then you... Betty's arc just becomes the end of Jughead's arc with the Donna tape. So I have a theory. Oh, are we doing the rumor mill? Yes, but should we do superlatives first? Sure. Mm, I'm so bad at these. Uh, best fight goes Ooh, to so many. Um, Ted versus Riverdale High School. Ted, and his yes. weapon is, of course, Archie Andrews. Ted versus the Sinks. Uh, Best line reading goes to KJ Appa for <laughs> I forgot my phone. <laughs> um, let's see. Best uh, Best Hiram Veronica reunion. This one. <laughs> so so it, it's just gonna only Best go Character resurre- Resurrection Hermione from being off screen. To being maybe a liar? Weirdest character introduction, Katie Keene. Where it's presented almost like we've known her forever, yes, and she's just a side character who we've met many times before returning to the show instead of a big first-time appearance of a new spin-off character. Her mom is dead. She has a boyfriend named Kale with sweaty palms. <laughs> That's what we need to know. Mm-hmm. So I have a bunch of theories. Okay. My first theory, let's start with Hermione. I don't... I probably... Probably Hiram is really sick, and this is going to be the end of his arc, because what else could they possibly do with him? He's not going to die. So anyway. He's going to live. He's going to be sick, and then there will be a cure, mm. and then he'll be fine. Or he's going to be sick, the show's going to treat him as really sick, then they're going to realize it's a shit or get off the pot (laughs) moment. They have to kill him, and they'll be like, he was lying all along. And then they'll be like, do not look behind the curtain. He was lying all along. Do not interrogate everything we have just shown you for the past season or so. He was lying all along. We went to the doctors. He was lying all along. So that's one way to do it. My theory is, which I think you hinted at, is Hermione. What if Hermione has been, like, slowly poisoning him this whole time? I'm down for it. Like, that would be... Awesome. I'm down for it. They'll probably still get back together. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, it won't stop them from being in love. Can you imagine, like, change? That'd be cool. Um, and then, so that's my one theory. My second theory, what if it's Moose who's doing the videotapes? <laughs> it's not Moose. No, think about it. You're, you're, think you're about grasping it. at straws. You have nothing. Hi, uh, Moose having sex with Donna. There's no evidence Moose even knows what a VHS tape is. <laughs> None of them should know what a VHS tape is. Exactly. But but if Donna is the watcher who's been taking these videotapes, why? She doesn't even know our Why indeed. 
I mean, right. Logic is yeah. not important here, but like, why would Donna? She's film the them? C- she's Julian. Wait, do you mean? Oh my god, that'd be so fascinating. <laughs> Imagining. I can't believe I got you that fast. I You're like, like, wait, that's no one I like love it. it. I love it. I mean, we can do that. We as though it's like when people say like we as in the Yankees. The royal we? Yeah, you know, like the royal we to mean like a sports team that you're not actually playing for, you just are a fan of. Uh-huh. Like us with Riverdale. Right, like, right. We could do like that. how your dad talks about the Packers or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we really gotta up our defense and yeah, yeah. line up this. Yeah, we're, we're having we're we're in the middle of a rebuilding season. Yeah. It's like really? Oh, I didn't know you hired those people. Oh, good work, man. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh we gotta pass the ball more. I should have a private jet then. <laughs> Anyway, but, uh, yeah, so those are really my theories. It's definitely Moose. It's not Moose. Do you think Jughead's dead? He's not. Honestly, at this point, I don't care. I just need to know. I'm, I, this is the time. Just do it. Do that plot. You clearly don't know what to do with yourselves right now. Just get there. Then do the back end of your season. Whatever this is that we're in right now, this weird muddled period of, like, what if they fought Stonewall? Wait, wait, next episode, what if they fought Stonewall? Wait, the one after that, what if they fought Stonewall? I'm tired of it. What if there was a paramilitary plot line? I'm also, like, (laughs) not into Jughead not being at Stonewall anymore. This was really interesting. Not being at Stonewall? And this wasn't, like, a cool way to end it. I don't feel satisfied by Jughead deciding to quit being at Stonewall. Wait, you think he's leaving for good? Isn't that what the duel meant? No idea. Truly no idea. I thought the duel meant he had to quit attending Stonewall. I truly have no idea. I truly don't know. Like, I, isn't that what they said? I'm, I don't know. I don't know why I'm asking you. I don't know. You watch the show, right? Yeah, I don't know what they what said. Are, what are the characters' names? I thought the duel was... <laughs> I thought the duel was a death match up until they... Yeah, yeah. Him. I thought it was going to be a whole build-up to using guns, and I would be like, Jughead, don't do this. And then he would win, and then later, while celebrating out in the woods, uh, Betty would bash his head in. Yeah. I thought it was time. And it yeah. wasn't. It was a weird sword fight, then a weird fist fight, then a weird chess match. I just want to know if anybody was supposed to be like, ooh, they're doing a duel next week. I love that DuPont <laughs> is, they're, they're like, I want a fence. I want to fight. And DuPont's like, oh, let's just do both. <laughs> anyone else want to throw an idea in? Chess? Anyone? Anyone? Just three? We'll just do three I just things. have, like, a kind of an issue with, like, this guy being like, oh, you want a bare-knuckle brawl? Sure. Sure. Let's do it in this room. Right. Like, I get the That chess. way I can supervise. The chess and the fencing is, like, kosher, but, like, you can't just beat up each other. Like, that's <laughs> fucked. Well, apparently. I mean, you, you can. can. You can, and they do. So... I mean, hold on. We gotta, like... Guys, this Archie plot... Is B A N A N A S. Yeah. It is off the wall insane. That's pretty normal and good. I just, I, and like Archie's like, you know what I'd take from this? Be more like my dad. You already wanted to be more like your dad. (laughs) I want to be more like your dad. What are we doing? What, what was? Have, have Archie and Veronica seen each other in like, Weeks. Archie's like, who's Veronica? Oh. Sorry, I just got thrown into a mirror. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good twist. <laughs> if next episode, Archie's like, oh, I don't remember anyone. Yeah. No, there will be no lasting effects of just, like, I think Archie should be dead. Yeah. What is that? He got thrown through a fucking sink. 
He, like, in Happy Death Day, where, like, every time she gets hurt, like, she gets, like, more injured, like, over time, and, like, eventually, like, it becomes a problem. And if you're talking to you, I did not see the second one. What? You were the one who talked about it on the podcast. I know. I never caught it. Oh, my God. It's really good. It's better than the first one. What are you looking forward to? Are we done? Are we not? Is there no more theories? What about where Cheryl and Tony's plot is going? I... John. Tickling is gonna be the is gonna be the main thing in the school by the end of the season. <clears throat> until until it comes to a head for the musical episode where everyone sings Hedwig songs to to stop the angry itch because they're tickling each other so much. It's the angry inch. Oh. Do you know what Oh, this is awkward. Do you know what the the plot of that that show is? No. Do you know what the angry inch is? No. Is it a is it a penis thing? Yeah. It's because it's drag? Uh, no, it's not drag. It's a, it's a sex change operation gone oh. wrong. Oh. Yeah. Nope, yeah. did not know that. Yeah. It's kind of a play that most people would be like, that seems risque for a high school. <clears throat> this high school? Mm, I don't know. I mean, like, there was that one play where, like, an actual dead body was revealed to the entire crowd. But that wasn't, like, part of the play. <laughs> Tell that to the crowd. Right. I think that this is a school that needs to do Beauty and the Beast. Like, no, I think that's what the high school musical, the musical I kids know, are doing. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be great. Oh, of course they're doing a Disney musical. Well, like, I mean, oh, what were good. they going to do? Not a Disney musical? I don't know. Isn't this just what that other show with Ted Mosby wanted to be? Okay. Have you actually watched any of that show? Yeah, I watched like two, three episodes. Yeah, that show took all the fun out of musical theater. It was like... Yeah, like a morbid version of Glee. Right. Where every couple minutes, Ted Mosby's like, I'm a genius. Apparently that the guy that's based off of is gay and like, yeah, they, 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 they turned a gay man into a straight man for I that show. I don't love it. Like, why not just do <clears throat> it's that? It's not great. It's not great. Like, just, just do that plot line. Like, if you want to make something super serious about musical theater, yeah. at least give it some, you know, gravity. I guess. Gravitas, yeah. if you will. I'm going to say, like the song Defying Gravity from oh, Wicked. such a good song. I love Wicked. I want to see Wicked so badly again. Have you seen it? I've seen it more than any other Broadway show. I've only seen it once. Why has everyone I talked to been like, yeah, I've seen Wicked like 25 <laughs> times. I want to see Wicked. I saw it once on, I've seen it twice on Broadway, once with my family, I think once with school, and then uh, once when I was in London also. I want to see it. Where, where um, the, what's her name, Elphaba? Yes. Uh, the Witch. Uh, she still has an American accent, even in England. Adina Menzel went to my high school. That's cool. I don't know who that is. Uh, but if you went to the school as Adele Dezim, oh. that'll be... Yeah, it's like, right, yeah. That's no, cool. I was like, you don't know who Adina Menzel is? So I was <laughs> no, like, I guess. That's pretty awesome. It was cool. We were not the same year. You know who went to my high school? Uh, no one's special. Oh. Yet. That's not true, John. You're special. And by you, I mean Beth is very special. Yeah, right. Yeah, of course. So, Beth Patton, the famous writer, yeah. writer on Altered Carbon Season and, 2, coming out February 27th. And Fencer, as <laughs> I learned for sure today, at least. Uh, Beth is great. Can't wait to get the text when she's listened to this episode. Ugh, I love it. We love you, Beth. Anyway. Okay, yeah, what are you looking forward to right now? Ooh, you really should go first. I don't really know. <sighs> this is like a weird answer. Because, like, there's nothing really standing out for me. Um, it might be right now, 
to all the boys I've loved, P.S. I still love you. Yay! Like the sequel. Like Yay! I thought that first movie was a lot of fun. So fun. Uh, and I kind of want to rewatch it and then watch the second one. Yeah, it's a great film. Quality film. So I guess that's it. I uh, I also look forward to that as well. Um, I'm really looking forward to the new episode of This Is Us. Uh, oh yeah, it was a long break. Mm-hmm. It's the the Kate one. Yeah, the Kate one is the third in like their. They're doing their sibling trilogy mm-hmm. again. Like what a week! Like so far, trilogy. it's been pretty good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I want to know what's going on with Kate and that weirdo boyfriend of hers from Euphoria. <laughs> so I'm excited for it. Cool. I feel like you and I are the only people left watching This Is Us. Not true. My mother watches This Is Us. My mom now hates This Is Us. <sighs> my mom. I wrote a whole article about how my mom hates This Is Us. <laughs> my mom has a lot of issues with how Rebecca like looks old. Like she doesn't think she looks old enough, and I kind of agree. They're doing the best they can. They are doing the best they can. Like I understand why it's jarring. I think that if she, I think that she if also she, doesn't look like, that young in those early she, scenes. I, I think she looks pretty young. He looks young. He looks amazingly young. I don't know how they... Yeah, I don't know if they're putting, like, a ton of makeup on them, You know what they usually do to make women look younger? They give them bangs. Almost always. Because it covers your forehead wrinkles. Mm. So, I've seen, like... I could make... Do you remember New (coughs) Season 2? Where Love... Yeah. With Love, and her hair is, like, insane... It's inexplicable, too, because yeah. it's like, she's not that much younger. Right, you can't grow up those bangs that But it's fast. just like, so they're like, this is not the present. Right, exactly. Bangs are so hard to grow out. Like, you just, it's very weird. Anyway. Hey, Caitlin, where can they find you? You find me on Twitter at RileyTweets, that's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets, or on Instagram with all of us at the Riverdale Register Podcast. We are really fucking bad at keeping it up. We? I don't know, man. I think this... I have not been checking it. You made it. I did make it. Oh, by the way, thank you guys. 300 ratings strong. Yay. (laughs) I'm not saying that all of them are five stars, but John informed me five-sixths of them were five stars. (laughs) So, that's some good math, I think. Do I say it now? No, you haven't asked me where they can find me. Where can they find you, John? (laughs) You can find me on Twitter, at John Padden. You can also find me on my blog, The Catcher in the Rye. Rye, spelled W-R-Y. It's a pun. He likes the books. I hate that book so much. Really? You hate it so much? It's so garbage. Okay, I really like that book. I'm really offended. No, Holden Caulfield is the worst. But that's the point. We've had this conversation. I know, but that's the point. That's the point. Mm -mm. It's the point. Mm -mm. It is the point. Too many people like him. Okay, well, that's their fault. They're not getting it. Because it's garbage. But you should still read John's blog despite it being garbage. Because <laughs> one thing is garbage and one thing is less garbage. Oh, I thought you were like, and read John's garbage <laughs> blog. No, I didn't say that. I read your blog. I think it's very good. Anyway, I'm very sleepy. Over and out, River Vixens.